Hearts in sync is when two people are in love, their hearts beat the same. And we just thought that is totally us. It's proven by science, even for choirs. When choirs sing together, they their hearts beat in sync. We could really have this go viral around the world. Hello and welcome. I'm Lori Hardy. And thanks for listening in as we talk with leaders. Janine Emily and Mr. Tracy Lee Smith with Hearts in Sync. Welcome to the show. Thank you. It's great to be here. Tell us about Hearts in Sync. Hearts in Sync is an Americana acoustic duo. We're more than just singer-songwriters. We are international best-selling authors. We're keynote speakers. We give our testimonies in churches. So we we decided to combine all of those and co-collaborate with our partner in Nashville on a off-Broadway stage production that we'll talk about in a minute. And we're getting ready to release our very first as a couple EP that will have about seven songs on it. And it is amazing. I'll tell you that straight up. <laughs> you said singer-songwriters, but you're both authors. Their anthologies was a God thing. Actually, about two years ago, I'm a writer, but I haven't been formally published. I was connected to Camp ground publishing. And so the first book is called Align. And it's all about aligning your values and purpose in life to where you are in alignment with life, with your passion and purposes. The second one is called Now What? And that's when he became an international best-selling author. Now what is like something that you experienced in life that you have to get through? You have to, it's your next stage. What do you do now? Yeah. Like empty nesters, you know, all your kids are gone. Now what? Or maybe you've lost a hundred pounds when you're all full of joy, but now what? We actually talked about our love story in this book because this is our second time around. <laughs> We're older. I had given up on love. We met and we talked about our life and love story. And then the most recent one is called Addicted to Bliss, and it just released December 19th. Addicted to Bliss from secrets and stigma to success and superpowers. And as you know, I was a Washington, now I'm a Texas state representative for Celebrate Recovery. So we're mental health advocates. Kids, we're all about recovery and being happy and full of joy despite of adversity and what we call character building moments. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. So tell us about Hearts in Sync. How did you come up with that name? I'm going to let Tracy take this one because he's the one that came up with the name. Hearts in Sync is when two people are in love, their hearts beat the same. And we just thought that is totally us, you know, Hearts in Sync. And we want to get that to go everywhere. If we can get hearts in sync. It's proven by science, by yes. the way. Even for choirs, when choirs sing together, they their hearts beat in sync. We could really have this go viral around the world and hearts International, in sync. International, too. We want to bring unification to the world. Every one of us does a little bit to love, bring unity to people. Our hearts will beat in sync and we'll be so much better for it. Now more than ever, I think what we went through with COVID, being isolated and all of that, it feels like there's such such a need for that. And so is that what led you into what your next project is then? It really is. We have been working with an amazing gentleman in Nashville. Cowboy Jacks is his stage name, Jackson Young. He has been working with us and we're singer-songwriters, we're authors. We've both been in the corporate world. I used to work for Microsoft, Verizon Wire. Just know the challenges that there are. And so we started doing a study on like the heart level of these companies, like what's happening, what is their biggest pain point is what we call it 
from helping them to be successful. And the common thread was attitude and mindset. We took all of our skill sets, kind of started brainstorming, and we came up with the idea to do a stage production, like an off-Broadway stage production that mixes comedy, drama, music, and a message, all geared towards the corporate world to help elevate the hearts and minds of employees. It's called more than the bottom line. What happens is some people in a lot of companies were just numbers. The human condition is forgotten. That's one thing to nobody's fault, not blaming anybody. But if you're an entry level worker, you're working to help pay your mortgage, but you're really a musician right at heart. You're still doing the best that you possibly can in this job. And to be treated just like a number, it can get discouraging for people. The mindset you're talking about, the mindset itself, we actually take that not just for corporations, we take it to ourselves as well oh, in our yeah. relationship. Oh, yes. And when we meet people, they have their drive or their purpose. We try to bring that out of them because it's, some people are just not, they don't have any bliss in their life. The thing about the bliss, that's that to me was like, oh, that's a prissy word for women. It's, <laughs> I had no idea what it meant to me. For me now, it's, it's so much different. She's helping me grow with my journey. It's one thing when you have a woman here who is very intelligent, who knows her stuff, but she's emotionally intelligent as well. And that brings Aww. something to me that I can grow with. Let's take this to other people and let them understand it too, what bliss really is. I'm so glad you mentioned that even in dark times to have joy when we're going through a hard time, like during the holidays, it can be very difficult for myself or Tracy. We've lost loved ones, people that mean the world to us and they're not here to enjoy it with us. And you can go through some down times. I've been in the corporate world for many years. I've been in management and in training. Like I would get to the core of the matter with my employees and just find out what they were feeling. And you think if it goes from the top down like that, if it starts at the top with CEOs and owners of companies, you know, which a lot of them do, how much better happy employees make more productive employees? I mean, that's like the a cliche, but it's so true. If we can help people find that bliss, even in the times of darkness and dismay or discouragement and to keep going and know that they're not just a number. They are so unique just for being born. They're unique. One in a billion trillion chances they were brought to this earth for a reason and they're unique. They need to share their gifts and tell their stories. And that's what we do. We're storytellers, but we try to bring that out in other people. Like there's no difference between us and you. You have stories too that will help people. Character building moments. Character building moments. Yes. I do a lot of work in the recovery world too, because I teach people to become recovery coaches. So often people are like, yeah, well, I'm not sharing this story, but this story that they don't want to share, that they feel shame around, is actually the story that's going to bring hope because yes. someone's going to say, oh, my gosh, if she can, yes. then maybe I can. I'm so glad you brought that up. That word shame is a horrible word. And people want to be seen and heard. And here we are, the Christmas station. Mm -hmm. And yet every evening on my shift, at least once I say holidays are hard for some people. If you or someone you know we is struggling, 988 is the crisis line because I think people forget that some people struggle. I mean, you know me so well because I was on a previous podcast talking about some of my life stories and how I've reinvented myself. I can relate to so much of that and the shame too. There were things about my life that I would rather die than share those things because I just thought that, oh man, people are going to just see inside of you and think you're so ugly or to be embarrassed about what happened or that it would put like this big black dot on my forehead, that kind of thing. Sometimes those stories are the ones that save 
another person from another night of misery. Exactly. And it's saying yes. It's saying I'm willing to be vulnerable in a safe place because vulnerability is all wonderful. But also, if you have a deep, dark secret of childhood abuse or whatever, you might want to be careful who you share that with first. But as you share it, but telling people, it gives hope, even if it feels like a bad story. And so I love what you're doing because I feel like you're helping people see that there's more. Yes. We're learning since more than the bottom line is kind of a new thing and we haven't even released it yet. We're going to start pitching it in 2024, but we're learning about ourselves as we're writing this and we're using our personal stories and personal stories that we've heard from our employees and coworkers. Like it's all based on real things that have happened, not just us up here in the golden chair or whatever, the king's chair, you know, looking (laughs) and just coming up with this stuff. It's based on real life things that have happened that can be hard to look at, dig deep into. But that's what we're really and we're learning about ourselves. We're growing at our age. People would normally think about 29, (laughs) (laughs) a little bit over. We've seen so much of the music business and in and out, you know, how it's evolved over the years. And we've seen so much of that, seen so much of our character building moments through our life. And this time and stage of our life, more people than not are are thinking about retirement. Hmm? And we're Mm -hmm. not. We're thinking about growing a business, getting it going, have purpose and and we're why just not everybody, starting. Why not <laughs> yeah. everybody else have that too? Uh, you know, you don't have to sit back and, and accept like, okay, I'm done. You know, you're not. You, you got a purpose. You can go for it. There's no such thing as retirement. I don't want to tell your story for you, but what you may not know about Tracy is he had a record contract. He was doing it in New York and working with these record companies. And he met his wife, fell in love. For 30 years, they were married. They had four kids. He has three grandkids. And then when she had breast cancer, um, died a few years ago, he had to reinvent himself because all of his kids are old enough, have their own families, mm-hmm. you know, and he's completely like, wow, I'm just, this is a whole new new book. I'm getting started. Like he never Mm -hmm. gave up music through those years, but on the level that we're doing it, we're coming back to like our younger years almost, but we have the freedom to do that now. And you have lived experience. Yeah. Yeah. Life experience. Oh yeah. When she was first diagnosed, two of her friends got the same thing and they passed away in six months and she survived 11 years and just Mm -hmm. went, went through it in so many different ways that she could have died through infections, bad surgeries, uh, couldn't find the right chemo, whatever it was at that time. She stuck it out. I had had doctors put their hands on my shoulder and say, there's nothing they can do. And then she'd still survive. Wow. And they come in the room and go, what's the secret? Jesus. That's what it's prayer. We've seen just recently a lot of miracles happen all around us. It's it's alive and well. Mm. It is alive and well. When I met him and I had seen and witnessed and felt what he had been through, man, I just can't tell you how I'm an empath. And so my heart was like breaking. But at the same time, I was like, you're my superhero to have gone through that and to bring the four kids through the grief and pain. As you know, even in recovery, you can't try to skirt around. You know, you got to got to go through it. And on the other side, there can be bliss. And that's where there's hope, the other side. But I think in the midst of it, we forget. We forget. It's it's like we hit this roadblock and we go, I'm done. And what I hear you both saying is, but we keep walking. We keep walking. There is no such thing as failure if you don't give up and you keep walking. Think about it. Think about all the great, amazing people out in the world and you're thinking, oh, they had it easy. They're, oh, no, you hear their story and they're whatever it is. They're like, 
I had to claim bankruptcy 10 times before I ever became a millionaire. That's just one Mm -hmm. example. But Mm -hmm. you hear they never gave up. And that's been he and I, like he mentioned the ups and downs in the music industry and things changing. Things have changed drastically since we started that many years ago. And every like five years it changed. And Mm -hmm. then through COVID it's changed and because there was no more performing. Mm -hmm. So like I went to school for producing because I'm like, well, I can't get up on a stage. I got to be doing something musical. But things have changed and there's a lot of heartache and pain through that. And through our weakness, we are strong. I think it's funny because people would say, well, you guys are too old to be rock stars, you know, that kind of thing. But she, to me, is my rock star. And, and I'm Snow White, too. Snow Did you tell White, you that? All the animals gravitate to her. It's like, it's unbelievable. I, I guarantee you if she opened the windows in the morning and said, birds, fold my laundry, they would. So I love it. And, and I got to pinch myself. Am I dreaming? I wake up. Is this a dream? No, it's real. I, I got her. It's, it's great. People say you're too late to be rock stars. But the thing is, is that we, we don't really go out there and go, hey, we, we, we're are so into music looking at us they don't think that we we're, do we're music and all of a sudden we break out the guitar or start singing they're like what you know that kind of thing where'd that come from <laughs> yeah. like, hey, well if you like that it's like hey here's a, a song we just had mixed you know mixed down and take a listen what do you think of this give us an idea and they're like what tell us the name of your new christmas song it's called christmas wish and it is a story based on our life about the lost ones. We talked earlier about losing someone. It's not always easy. Why don't you tell the story of the letters that you found? Well, my wife passed away. There was some letters in the safe and she had a letter for everyone in the family. One for me was, I want you to move on. I want you to find someone who loves you and your best is yet to come. At this time, I knew Janine. I was driving up to her house. Just starting to date. Imagine Mm -hmm. I had to drive an hour and 45 minutes to go see her. (laughs) Crazy. I'm just driving up there, and then on the way up, Classic Rock Station says, come to Gateway Church. Why? Because your best is yet to come. And I'm like, I think that's a sign right there. You know what I mean? (laughs) So I tell her, hey, I found this letter. The radio station says, Janine, I think you're my, my best is yet to come, right? And not even talking about music or a song like we we hadn't even said at that time, hey, let's write a song. We had our date. That night, I had a vivid dream. The song was in my head when I woke up. I was singing a melody, Christmas Wish. I was singing, I was taking a shower and I'm like, wait, what? Where'd that song come from? I was singing it like the, the dream was so real and it was the chorus of the song. He came over again and I said, let me sing this to you. Like, I, I have to sing this because I this came not from myself, but through a dream. He just picked up the guitar and just started writing it. And this beautiful song came about. Not even 10 minutes. Wow. Just came like, right out. Boom. Wow. And But we didn't have the words for the verses yet. We had this amazing chorus, but no verses. And we're trying to figure out, okay, how deep do we want to go? Explain the letter that you wrote to your daughter. Well, my firstborn, my daughter, you know, she was really best friends with my wife. Best friends. They sang together. Mm-hmm. Perfect angels mm-hmm. when they sang. It was really Really hard for her. really hard grieving, really hard, and she probably still is. And I wrote this letter to her as if my wife in heaven was writing a letter to her and saying, "How are you doing? Do you still think of me?" And going through what what she would say to her in this letter, and she would say said something like, "I really can't see what you're doing down there, but I'm writing this letter so you know when you get here, you'll know I was thinking of you, and you get to to read it." So this made my daughter cry and, <laughs> and all that. So I basically was Start showing her, it, yeah, I'm only seeing. Janine for a couple months then. So yeah, one, once brand new. she's looking at this to me, 
she is just coming through as this wonderful woman that's reading this and and putting this all together into this song. I'm thinking this girl's the one. So a lot of good things happened out of that. From those verse from the poem we we came up with the verses and I could relate because I've lost my father. So I could relate to his daughter. It's like 30, 40 years later and I still mourn. You know, I still think of my dad up in heaven. And I mean, it does, they say time heals everything, but time, it gets better, but I don't even know what to say about that. I want, you know, Mm -hmm. the song came about and we just thought, okay, it's not your typical Christmas song, but we're hoping that it touches a lot of hearts through this, this difficult time. So it's called Christmas Wish. It's on Spotify. So do you want to tell us how you actually met then if you had just started dating and you lived so far away? Christian Mingle. I had been single for a long time. I was, had been divorced for 20 years had tried the dating world, the online dating world, the going into actual establishments pre-COVID when that was a thing that people did. Oh, we actually sat down and talked like we're doing now. Do you remember those days? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> just, you know, just to be honest, the last five years before I even left Washington, because I had lived in Washington State for 38 years and had just given up on love. But I don't want to make it seem like a negative thing. For me, I was... You liked your life. I liked it. I loved my life. I was good with it. I was like, there's so much I can give back to the world being single because I don't have to worry about kids or anybody else. Like in my mind, I had made it a positive thing, even though my heart was saying you're missing something like there's a hole in your heart that needs to be filled. But my mind was like, I'm good. I'm good. I moved to Texas and I had a couple good friends there. And they're like, Janine, don't you think it's time? You're in a new state. It's fresh. Don't you think it's time to start dating? As a joke, they signed me up on Farmers.com. And I'm so far from being a farmer. And Christian Mingle. And so I had just signed up. I was literally just navigating the waters. So I just started a conversation where I thought, oh, this is great. She's a musician, too. And we can put a band together or something like that. And then all of a sudden, I got kicked off of Christian Mingle. So I'm calling up support going, hey, what did I do? I didn't do anything wrong and they couldn't figure out what, what happened. So, And we're, this is no negative against Christian Mingle. We want to make that clear. This happens to any online thing, like online dating, a lot of on- so online. This is my first experience with it, too. So I didn't know like what protocols were. And people were saying to me, oh, you need to get off of this site, which was safe, and go to Google Chat and we can mm-hmm. talk there. And then you can see me watching pole dancing. I'm so glad you said that because I just did it. Street smart safety for women. And they said, always pay for your, if you're on a dating site, always pay because if you're on the not paid site for women, it's Mm -hmm. dangerous. And for men, it's the Mm -hmm. sex workers. So I'm so glad you brought this up because I I do think it's like you said, it's not against Christian Mingle, but people need to know this. It is so true. And he was going through that. He was like naive, been (laughs) married for 30 years. And he's like, I don't understand what's happening. I'll tell you what, though, I became the best detective there was. I was finding all the catfish, people who weren't what they said they were. I'm surprised you kept going. And I think that's amazing because I am, too. This is funny because I got kicked off. I had to prove who I was. I had to show my license, a (laughs) copy of my electric bill. Good for them. So I was like, okay, let me back on. You know, here, here's the money. No, they're not going to take it on over the phone. It has to be online. So it took a while for it to come through. So it was like four weeks before it came through. A, A while. And so he just went away. Like we started talking on Christmas and mingle and I'm like oh this guy's interesting like to meet him and then he went away you know and you don't know why so I started dating this other guy and to make a long story short he was a creep he was one of <laughs> he these was stalkers one of those, yeah. like it, I mean truly it, mm-hmm. it was a negative experience and it was the first 
time that I had gone on any dates for five years. So all of those bad emotions and bad attitude mm-hmm. came back like, oh, see, what, what do you think you're There's doing? There's no like, good guys out there's there. There's no good guys. Like, how am I ever going to meet anybody? You know, I'm older now. Like, I don't go do the bar scene. Like, you know, I had just given up. And then like a day after I had said that he came back. He all of a sudden I get this message from him. Even if you don't want to date, we could start a band together because he was he moved to Texas from Pennsylvania and I had moved from Seattle area. And he's like, yeah, we could start a band. And I'm like, that's I, odd. I would have said anything. I didn't get any of his previous message. So that's why he said that, because I wasn't responding to the other ones of asking me out on dates. So I thought it was weird that he went so fast into, we don't have to date, we could start a band. But that's why, because online dating is not perfect, even technology wise. Mm-hmm. It's like you miss some of the stuff. So I was like, okay. Let's meet. Let's make a band. (laughs) But it took the pressure out of it, too, because I think there's so much pressure in in dating at any age. Number one, is it safe? But then also it's like, what are they going to think of me? Are they going to be mean? Like, are they going to see the wrinkles under my eyes? I mean, you do. You go through this whole brain thing. And that took all the pressure off. I'm like, all right. So we, we met for an actual date in a music town in Dallas. It's called uh, Deep Ellum. All is said and done. Like, <laughs> we just hit it off. We met October 30th of 2021, and we just got married September 9th of this year. It wasn't like a quick... We got engaged actually over the TV yeah. <laughs> on a holiday special that we were asked to sing Christmas Wish on because we released it actually last Christmas. So we were asked to sing, be correspondents and introduce some of the other bands, but also sing Christmas Wish. And we got engaged to a million people on TV, like it, it was spontaneous. It was totally spontaneous. So you didn't know, but you had planned it. No, no? he had given me the ring. Oh, he had okay. already like asked me to marry him like a day or two before, but we hadn't told anybody yet. We were waiting for the right time. So we hadn't told family or anybody. We had fallout. So, so we started playing Santa Baby, mm. that song. Mm-hmm. I'm playing piano to that one, and she's singing Santa Baby. And all you I want for Christmas is a ring. And she holds up that yeah. the camera, and the guys behind doing the hosting the show were like, "What? Stop the show right now! We want to see what you guys just got engaged. What the heck? You know, oh, that kind of thing was so funny. Was yeah, they. Some people were like, "Oh my gosh, you didn't tell us." Yeah, you know? beforehand we we had the and we had to apologize. Like, oh, we weren't even thinking about like you mm-hmm. know the the hurt feelings that there would be. I love what you're doing, and it feels so progressive. It's like we're doing music. Oh, we're building this. Oh, we're building people. And I just love what you're doing. So if people want to find you, it's heartsinsync.live. Yes. Mm-hmm. And if they want your song, it's called Christmas Wish. And it's hearts in sync. So hearts, H-E-A-R-T-S, the word in, I-N, sync, S-Y-N-C. So okay. we've, we've had a couple of people joke like, oh, are you the new in sync? But oh. it's hearts in sync. <laughs> yeah, that's and funny. I told you we're getting ready to release our first official EP as, as a group early 2024. But we do have a couple songs on Spotify. They were singles. Mm-hmm. Christmas Wish is one of them. And then... Learn to Fly is another that are on Spotify, but the the official EP is coming out in 2024. And they could also email us heartsinsync.live at gmail.com.
And we would love to speak to anybody if they have questions or if they want to talk to us more about more than the bottom line. We think, (laughs) of course, we think it's going to be spectacular as far as just being able to take it into the corporate world and give hope that, you know, you're more than a number from top down. You guys are special. You're unique. You know, you have so much to offer this world. We think it's going to be, (laughs) you know, special, but 2024, probably second quarter. Well, more than the bottom line, it's going to be funny. It's going to be funny. It's going to be very dramatic. There's going to be you know, real, real like songs in it that the characters sing. It's just it's just going to be amazing. Awesome. It's kind of like it's kind of like an off Broadway musical, but also like murder mystery dinner theater. Wow! So maybe you'll do it's like on, a trailer that you'll put on your web. Yes, yeah. we're working on yeah. that right now. Okay, awesome. Yes. yes. Well, thank you so much for being on. Oh, thank you, thank Laura. You. you are a gift. We yeah. we just we have a quick question for you. Because we've talked a lot about persevering and having grit, keeping with it and not quitting. You've been in the this uh, industry for a while now. I mean, I've known you for quite a few years and you keep going strong. You're a light to the world. I just want you to know that people in Texas even know about you. <laughs> You're a light, a shining light with glitter and bling bling. What keeps you getting up in the morning and having joy and keep going in this this industry? No, thank you. That's so sweet. When you said you want to tap into people and their passion, I love radio. And honestly, if I when I meet new people and they'll say, what do you do? And I say, I work in radio. They'll go, oh, I don't listen to the radio. But I love radio. When I started, we'd roll the record back so that it didn't go. And you couldn't run to the bathroom unless you played Stairway to Heaven because you didn't have time. (laughs) So it's epic. Yeah, it's evolved a lot. And what's really fun, this company here. Hubbard Radio is so amazing, and people here really love their jobs. They feel valued. And every time there's any kind of big get-together, you hear people reminiscing. And I keep telling these old jocks, do a podcast of all the radio stories because radio has evolved as has the music industry. You used to go out to all the different venues and it's a lot different now how you show up as a radio station. Mm-hmm. But there was just so much fun. And the funny thing is, is in this last 10 years, I love radio because you can't see can't see me, but every time someone comes in for a picture, I have to smile and do the act like I like pictures. And so it's funny to be seen because what I loved about radio was being heard. And when I mm-hmm. when I did traffic back in the day in the Columbia Tower before Facebook, mm-hmm. I worked with all these people from all these different stations, but we had no idea what we all looked like because we didn't have our yes. pictures anywhere. It, it's just been such a fun industry. And it's I just, I love radio. You know the joke where they say, oh, that person's got a face for radio. It's like, I heard all the well, time. You have a face for TV, too. Oh, thank you. Yes, you do. You do. I'm Lori Hardy. Thanks for listening in today. I really hope you've learned something new. And join us again next week as we continue to talk with people that are making a difference.